0: Welcome to No Time Like Now. We're an aspiring artist.
1: And our aspiring filmmaker explained current events to you. I'm the aspiring filmmaker, Sumana.
0: And I'm the artist, Yasmeen. And uh, I think we would cue the music at this point. found this i don't know if i still have it it was like 10 movies made in uh the 2000s that uh totally whitewash its characters Mm -hmm. i want to read the list to you please do okay well anyway the list had like obviously had like avatar the last airbender on it not the blue people avatar the other avatar Mm -hmm. yeah um so like fans of the avatar franchise call it color bending (laughs) what yeah, cause it's like I don't know, you're you're like changing the the ethnicity and like skin tone of people, so they're like you're color bending and that's wrong, um, cause like all the Fire Nation people are like Indian and all the like all the people with darker skin are like one hundred percent definitely white, so like, you know,
1: wow, that's I never thought about color bending that, or I never thought like color bending and whitewashing could be similar. That's a new term.
0: That's what the, that's what the fans of Avatar are calling it, color bending.
1: I feel like we should do that for like every series that has whitewashing. Just like, hey, that's color bending. It's color bending. You can't do that. <laughs>
0: um, um, and then also another movie that I remember watching, I don't remember a lot about it, but I just remember that the characters are white. Was uh the like live action adaptation of uh Dragon Ball?
1: Oh my god! And like some white guy played Goku. Uh,
0: but like his hair was like really weird.
1: <laughs> they're trying to like.
0: It was they're so. They're trying weird. to emulate the cartoon. Because like I Goku. Ha- yeah, because like Goku has like the weird spiky hair, but it looks so awful.
1: They really. Ugh. They really tried, I guess.
0: They tried with white people, but obviously they're Japanese people. Like. <sighs> Hollywood.
1: That's that's just me on a. That's just me on a daily basis.
0: Sigh, Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. sucks. Um, just kidding.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd like a job in Hollywood, so um. I'll say that's a joke. For now.
0: <laughs> just kidding. What? <laughs> um,
1: so, what else are we going to be talking about today?
0: Um... Color vent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh... Um... Sorry, I'm like blanking. It's been a really long week. Uh... Why is it taking me like 20 seconds to remember what we're talking about? We're talking about, oh yeah, media and LGBT rep. And we're also talking about, uh just like, real quick, some current stuff happening with the LGBT legislation and like legal, political, blah, blah. blah mm-hmm. Which, in my opinion, should not be political because it's a human right issue. Exactly, And those should not be political. But, mm. okay, anyway.
1: It's political if people don't want to talk about it.
0: I don't know, we have to make everything political. We have to make masks uh, a rights issue. That's we a have to yeah, we have to make a right masks a rights issue. We gotta we gotta make coronavirus fake. Oh my god, it's so depressing. Did you see um Trevor Noah on Instagram like he was like, Congrats everybody, we flattened the curve and it was like we're like leagues above everybody else in coronavirus cases and at the very end of the chart it just shoots up. Which hence all the like rising cases. Mm-hmm.
1: What's more depressing is seeing people argue about their right to wear a mask. And yeah, I'm
0: like, like so and I'm
1: Just like, well, you have a right to not be stupid, but I guess it's too late for that.
0: Sumana laying down the, I don't know. You're laying, you're laying down the the. the I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm so brain dead right now, bro. Just
1: say boom roasted.
0: Boom-rested. <laughs> That's pretty good. What have you been doing?
1: Um, nothing much. Oh the, oh, the other day I went thrift shopping, so that was fun.
0: I'm still not allowed to leave my house by myself, so... I'm sorry about that.
1: I'm sorry if I'm, like, rubbing this in your face that I can, like, go to places, but I feel like it's better that you stay home anyway.
0: Yeah. It's whatever. I mean, it's not... It's like, I have Amazon, so... <laughs> <laughs> jeff bezos take my money i know you're an awful person but like here i i don't know what else to do man
1: we're in a situation where we have to succumb to amazon but also shout out yeah. to the uh tire tirelessly working post men and post women and other post people during this time th-
0: post- that are people. just you know post post
1: humans yes <laughs> um They're just, like, Mm. working their butts off and getting our packages on time, and they're just working so much harder than, like, anybody else right now, so shout out to them.
0: Yeah, I'm really surprised because, um, especially for Amazon, my deliveries come, I don't want to say early, but they come very quickly, like, it's not even, like, the Prime stuff isn't even two days, it's, like, one day right now. Wow, really? Or, like... Yeah, it's, like, less than 24 hours and I get my stuff, which is... It, traditionally, I feel like it's, like, a two-day kind of thing. So, yeah, I guess... I don't know. Amazon's been busy. Yeah, they really have. They don't want
1: to lose any customers.
0: But on the other hand, the USPS people, like, since I sent those buttons out, a lot of people never got their buttons, so I'm just, like, re-shipping out new ones. Big, sad energy. Wow. But they're... You know what? It's probably, like... It's fine. Some people have gotten them, but it's been like two weeks, and some other people haven't gotten them. So,
1: but how how oh. far has um someone ordered a button?
0: Hold on, uh, I think Puerto Rico. Oh wow, <laughs>
1: that's pretty. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, most of them are te- in the Texas, in the state of Texas, but a lot of people outside of texas as well have ordered buttons like uh quite a few from california you have other states as well like maybe five people from canada and then one from uh puerto rico one person from england tried to buy my buttons but i was like overseas shipping that's not domestic is uh it's like hella expensive Mm -hmm. so i'm sorry i can't do that
1: yeah and like your buttons cost like what three dollars
0: yeah that's like including shipping so like You know, when I do all the calculations and when I, like, when I donated it, I had to take about $100 out of whatever profit I received because that was to pay for the cost of shipping.
1: Wow. Shipping's a
0: So, yeah. (laughs) It really is.
1: (laughs) I tried to ship a package the other day and it came, and it was like a small box and a tube and it came out to be like $30 for postage. And I was like, are you kidding me? Oh my
0: god. Wait, what did you ship? It was
1: like a, it was like a. It's a gift for one of my friends, and it was, like, a tiny box. It was, like, two pounds, and then, like, a tube that was, like, six ounces, and all that came out to be $30 in postage. I was like, what the heck?
0: $30 in postage? That's so much.
1: I I mean, I guess, like, pandemic means things become more expensive to make up for any, like, money loss or whatever, but still... I was just like... Really. Yeah, well,
0: well <laughs> you're a good friend. I know. $30 on postage? I
1: know, I really am.
0: <laughs> this must be someone that you really like. Yeah, they're
1: it's a friend I really care about, so you're welcome.
0: <laughs> you better be grateful or else I pay $30 in shipping.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I hope they do like the gift because I, I I put a lot of thought into it.
0: That's so sweet. I love that.
1: We love thinking about things.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay, so should we get started? Yeah, we should, probably. Uh, Do you want- since this isn't something that's, like, uh linear in, like, timeline or anything, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first?
1: Um, well, so you're talking about, like, current legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go first.
0: Okay. Oh, I keep hearing footsteps. I know it's, like, probably my brother walking around, but still- Okay. Okay, so for my segment, it's going to be legislation that's, like, happening right now currently. Um, And then I just want to say for my uh, history stuff, I'm not going to do... I just died. Okay, I'm not going to do a part three because I just don't have time because I have so much going on. I'm trying to, like, open my shop right now um which is uh here's my uh, little plug it's <laughs> called art for activism so just like at art for activism shop on instagram if you, call it, if you guys want to like check that out that opens on monday uh this is we're currently recording on saturday so yeah um okay so i'm not gonna do that maybe next year i'll like continue the series and do like 1970s and 1980s um
1: wait a whole year for then part i can three, get guys. More-
0: Whole year. yes y- y'all are gonna wait a whole year i don't think anyone's like really like waiting on it or anything so it's hey, fine knows? um <laughs> what if there's like one person that's like dang it Ugh, i have to wait a whole year it. now damn okay <laughs> i want you to do it now i know
1: i want you to do it now
0: i want you to do it now i want to hear it come out of your mouth exclusively <laughs> um yeah <laughs> What if it's like ASMR to the person?
1: That would be something. Specifically, just you talking about (laughs) LGBT history, specifically.
0: You could just replay my old
1: episodes. There you go. There you go. There's that. So anyway, right now, what's
0: happening? Basically, to put it in perspective, in 2015, uh, gay marriage in the US became federally legal under, uh, I have no idea how to pronounce this, Oberfell? Obergefell?
1: Obergefell. Oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I feel like I'm. S- I no offense to whoever's like last name this is, but I'm, <coughs> I'm dying. Okay, I feel like I'm saying like a Harry Potter spell. Obergefell. Oh, I made you fall. Ha ha ha. Okay. Anyway, versus Hodges. So that's the case. Oh, something versus Hodges. Um, basically a rule that same-sex couples can get married and uh, be recognized as married, just like uh opposite-sex couples. And this is because of the Due Process Clause and Equal Protection Clause, which are uh, both clauses under the 14th Amendment. Um, so this 14th Amendment basically was like, Hey, everyone born in the U.S. is a citizen. And that means if you are a citizen, you get equal protection from crap. Uh, okay, so the two clauses, Due Process Clause and Equal Protection Clause. So the Due Process Clause basically is... Uh, no state should shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge, which means, like, shorten the privileges or immunities of uh, citizens in the United States. And a state cannot deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And it can't deny anyone uh, equal protection of laws. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's the T. That's the due process clause. So, in this case, basically, there was, like, 14 same-sex couples And then there was two men who, like, their partners had passed away, but they were still petitioning. Um, So they petitioned the court, uh, and they're basically like, hey, Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, all those states, they're infringing on our rights because they're not letting us get married. Um, So at the time, uh, actually, the majority of states had legalized same-sex marriage. So basically, um, some states just haven't. And so by making it a federal decision then it just like mandates that all states have to have this legislation in place. So it of course uh it rules in their favor and basically one of the justices or like judges, uh Justice Kennedy, wrote for the majority on the case and basically stated that uh as some of the petitioners in these cases demonstrate, marriage embodies a love that may endure even past hello. Okay. May endure
1: even Ugh. past hello?
0: Yeah, sorry. Uh, marriage embodies a love that may endure even past death. It would misunderstand these men and women to say that they disrespect the idea of marriage. Their plea is that they do respect it. Respect it so deeply, they seek to find its fulfillment for themselves. That's their opinion for the majority. So yeah.
1: Thank you, Justice Kennedy.
0: I read that so horribly. Um, I thought it was a really sweet you know, piece of writing, but then I just butchered it right now. So yeah. I think we got the, we Sorry, got
1: the message. Justice but uh <laughs> thank you, Justice Kennedy, for ruling for the majority and for, you know, causing this uh, this uh piece of legislation to be pushed.
0: Yes, for real. I think a lot of people who live in America or like have seen this happen in America with uh this uh court case a lot of people I think assume like that's it, like we're done, like yay, now like Everybody has rights, but that's not really the case. Like, while this court case was really important, I actually think that, like, there's still so much to be done and, like, so much, so many more, like, rights to, to gain for the LGBT community. So the battle is not over. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, because I see a lot of, like, while I was looking at history, a lot of timelines, and it was, like, it just stops at this, like, 2015 case. And I, that's definitely not the case. There's definitely a lot more to be done. One thing that's happening right now is the Equality Act. Um, basically, this would provide consistent and explicit non-discrimination protections for peop- like LGBTQ people across like all sorts of uh, you know ordeals. So uh, employment, housing, credit, education, uh, just like hanging out in public spaces. Like you just can't discriminate. So it would basically it pulls from the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and like other laws too, and basically it would amend those laws or like those acts and stuff. Um, because do you remember the Civil Rights Act of 1964? We talked about that where it was like you can't discriminate on the base of uh, uh race, uh and like sex and stuff yep. like that. Uh, basically, this reinforces that, but for sexual orientation and. Um, Gender identity. So this actually passed in the House by a bipartisan vote of 236 to 173 on May 17, 2019. So it should be making its way to the. Su- well, actually, I'm not sure. I would think it would be making its way to the, to the Senate, but I don't know because actually on June 15th, the Supreme Court ruled in, uh, I'm going to butcher this again, Bostock versus Clayton County that you know, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 protects gay and transgender workers from workplace discrimination. So before this ruling, I guess like the Democrats in the, in the, in Congress were trying to already get like an Equality Act passed, but then this ruling happened. So I don't know what the status is on that Equality Act, but basically it protects gay and transgender workers from discrimination in the workplace. And I, I guess like discrimination overall, because some states obviously have laws against that but like i think 30 plus states had no uh set legislation in place for uh discrimination against gay and transgender workers and i i would think especially transgender workers Mm
1: -hmm. man transgender and transsexual people really are really not having a good time right now
0: (laughs) i think this is a really big this is a huge landmark for um like transgender maybe gender fluid non-binary, like, anyone who associates with, like, some sort of non-traditional gender identity, mm-hmm. uh, I think that this case really helps them, because, like, I'm sure people were discriminated against because of, like, like their gender identity. Like, basically, the Supreme Court case, there was, like, three incidences that kind of made up the court case. So, in so Clayton County in Virgin in Georgia, Virginia, in Georgia, they fired uh, Gerald ba- Bostock, because he started participating in, like, a gay softball league. Um, and so they just fired him. Um, I no. I think he worked for, like, he was a, a government employee, probably. Uh, Altitude Express fired Donald Zarda after he mentioned being gay. So that was another thing. A funeral Home Company fired Amy Stevens. Because she said it. she planned to, like, live and work full-time as a woman. I believe she was transgender. Each employee, they sued at each of the, um, you know, each place where they worked, and they were basically like, you're discriminating based on the basis of sex under Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Because Title Seven it makes it unlawful for a- an employer to, like, refuse to hire or, like, fire any individual on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. So, 1964 Civil Rights Act. Woo. um, I have a quote here that's, like, anti this ruling. And, like, I don't know, it's just really stupid. Let's hear it. <laughs> Redefining sex to mean gender identity will create chaos and enormous unfairness for women and girls in athletics, women's shelters, and many other contexts. Civil rights laws that use the word sex were put in place to protect equal opportunities for women. And that's by John Birch... Of the alliance defending freedom, I really hate this justification, and I think J.K. Rowling uses uses it too, oh which God. is basically like if we basically this this idea of thinking is if we accept this idea idea of gender uh, fluidity and like gender as a construct, rights for women uh, are now meaningless. Which is you can't. It's not an either or kind of thing. Like yeah, the fight for women's rights still exists, but so can the fight for. Uh, gender identity like it d- it doesn't make any sense yeah and, and like they're they're not mutually exclusive it's not an either or yeah you know? why
1: can't we have both and also this person who's speaking isn't even a woman so yeah what, what do exactly they have to say about like it? who
0: are you who are you john <laughs> john bursch john bursch Ugh, you're not even a lady <laughs> exactly
1: and and i mean like that's not necessarily what people are trying to say with like but like sex is like sex is being redefined as gender identity because sex and gender are two separate things. Sex is what you are assi- is like what um, gender binary you're assigned at at birth, and gender is what identity you take on. Like whether you want to be whether you um, your gender is of like a man or a woman. Like that's what you see. That's what you identify as. That's that's the difference between it. I learned this in AP psych. Like that's the difference. So sex so sex is more biological and gender is more like up to you like how you want to present yourself. So
0: like psychological?
1: I, I guess in a way, that, I guess that'll be the best way to put it.
0: I mean, I think like just because you can like denounce the idea of being male or female or change from male to female or female to male, that doesn't that doesn't put down you know this or that doesn't um, hinder the fight. For equality that women have. Like, it, there's no correlation. And that doesn't... That doesn't just shatter our idea of gender. And that that doesn't mean that I... Like, it doesn't mean technically that I'm not something or that you're not something just because other people... Perf- I don't know. Like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I think you understand. But, like... Jesus Christ. It just doesn't make any sense. No, 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 I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. But also, I feel like someone who actually has experience with this type of thing should speak on this issue, not someone who is an outsider and is talking about this kind of like how, kind of like right. with, um, this is like a whole different issue, but like um, when abortion was a really big uh issue and like people who weren't women or like who weren't childbearing people weren't, were like speaking up about it. Like, like this is not the place for you to talk about it, you know?
0: Yeah, like, it should ultimately be up to who, like, whatever the conversation is about, or whoever the conversation about is about, they should be the ones talking. Yeah, yeah like, you who know? are you to
1: step in and put in your two cents when it doesn't even concern you?
0: I don't know. It's annoying.
1: People like, people like John, people like John Bursch are annoying.
0: Yeah, people like John Bursch. Um, I will say, though, as, like, someone who is a woman... This does not I don't feel threatened by ge- like the idea of gender identity at all. Like I I think it's great. I think people should just live their lives and be happy with like whatever they choose to be. So what? <laughs> what? In
1: conclusion, uh women also want gender equality as well. I mean, maybe not all women cuz there are some women who are dumb. But I'm a woman, and I want gender equality <laughs> for everybody. doesn't matter if you're gender-conforming, non-conforming, whatever. Just live your life, and I want right. you to have equal rights as much as anybody else. That's all.
0: Yeah, John Birch. How do you like that, John Birch? Yeah,
1: screw you, John Birch.
0: Anyway. <laughs> John Birch, we really hate him. John to Birch hear.
1: really got got me riled so, up, man. Like, ugh.
0: Let's make John Birch public enemy number one.
1: <laughs> you know, he's, he's number two. Okay, anyway. Er, number
0: Number two. Oh, we know who number yeah, one we know is. Yeah,
1: who number one is. But anyway, um, let's just keep going. I think you have like a little bit more left.
0: Okay. So another thing is because of the Black Lives Matter movement, there's been pushes for inclusivity.
1: Yeah, I inclusivity.
0: Try try not to butcher that. Inclusivity. Um, in the LGBT movement. So, um, actually, this one artist he redesigned the LGBT flag, um, to have like. Like, if you go on the document, you can see it. It has, like, a brown and black, uh, like, a little triangular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also has, like, uh, the transgender colors on there, too. So that's really cool. It went viral on Twitter earlier this month, uh, like, while all the protests were going on. Um, so, yeah. Also, can I just say really quick... Sorry, I know I keep digressing a lot. I just... I don't know. <laughs> so, I, like a lot of stuff on Instagram has quieted down, Quite quieted down, sorry, can't talk, um, about, like, all the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. stuff, and I feel like that's really sad. Like, I was talking to, I was talking to Brendan, and he was basically like, anything that has, anything that has the potential to spark change, or anything that's a movement, it literally has a shelf life of, like, five to seven days, and then the world moves on. And, like, that's really upsetting to yeah, me. Yeah, basically. Because it's like, like this stuff still matters. Breonna Taylor's killers are still out there, um, you know, just living their lives.
1: People, people think like, if a, if a cause gets some major traction or some major press, then people then people think it's kind of like a trend to care about it. And then after after a while, they're like, oh well, the trend has kind of died down, so let's not talk about it anymore. Which is which kind of makes right. me upset because like we do live in an age where social media is basically like an extension of ourselves as Gen Z. So like our like our life basically revolves around trends and how when things are popular, or what or you know, some whatever like that. But I think we need to realize that not everything is a trend. And not everything has a shelf life of five to seven days. Because in the in the five to seven days, since george floyd's death people are protesting and rioting but like nothing happened on a national level locally maybe but nationally nothing really happened yeah. we and need like, to really push for some legislation or some something to happen
0: and like I'm um, we're not perfect and like we're obviously we aren't doing enough either I, I don't think i don't think a lot of people are doing enough to be honest but like and we're not, like, trying to sit on a high horse and be like, oh, yeah, you need to do this, you need to do this. Like, we need to improve, too. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It's just frustrating because, like... Because obviously this stuff is still going to happen and because the media isn't covering it as much, you know, it's not going to gain traction and people are still going to get hurt and all of this stuff. I don't know. Like, I don't know. If you're just someone who wants to make a difference, like, just, like, one more repost or... One more petition to sign, one more protest, something like that. I don't know, tiny donation, you know. Yeah, like,
1: people gotta do your part.
0: It'll make a big difference. Yeah.
1: And, like, signing petitions doesn't cost anything either, so.
0: Signing petitions is easy money now. Mm -hmm. Imagine if, like, signing petitions, like, had to be just, like, you had to, like, handwrite and stuff like that. And it was, like, a paper that just people started passing around, like, (laughs) the the number one way to get coronavirus.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, I'm. I'm also like. That's um, just like so much work, like. Yeah. Man.
0: How much postage was gonna be on that?
1: Like, like three thousand dollars probably. I've got thirty dollars. It's
0: just like covered in stamps because each person just has to mail it to the next person. <laughs>
1: Dang. I don't even want to think about that. Ugh.
0: Um. <laughs> um. Okay. Anyway. Um. I'm done. So. Let's go to your segment. I'm really excited about this. All right.
1: Well, now you guys can take a break from listening to Yasmin all the time cuz I'm here now.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Simona's probably got a better voice than me too. Nah. I like I get too excited and then I talk too fast.
1: Nah, I mean, this 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 subject is something that I'm like personally I'm very passionate about because um representation in media is something that I really strive for personally. Um, cause I'm, cause I am mm-hmm. a minority at, where like I'm a woman who is a person of color and also who is a religious minority as well. <clears throat> and especially in the mm-hmm. Western, uh, Western air er- region, whatever. Yeah. So I, I the, the Western,
0: Western, hemisphere? Western hemisphere?
1: Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. So this is something that I really want to, um, i really want things to get better so with representation in general but right now we're talking about lgbt representation which is still which is still very 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 underperformed and underdeveloped so we're going to talk about how Mm underdeveloped it is all right so this is from the glad the glad where we are in media report um I am gonna I'm gonna talk about two reports in particular. One is from 2017, and one is from the most recent one, 2019 to uh, 2020. And there's a very big difference between these two years. Um, like like big small, you guys can uh, figure it out for yourselves. But uh, in 2017, out of 109 films released that year, 14 films contained queer characters, and that's about 12.8 percent of all the films. And that's a five point six percent decrease decrease from 2016, which had huh. 23 films with queer characters. Also, gay men were the most prominently shown shown part of the part, I guess, of a group of uh, the LGBT spectrum that were shown in mainstream media, and they were, they accounted for 64 percent of LGBT representation. And lesbians came in second with 36 percent. And bisexual characters came in third with fourteen percent, and sadly there was zero representation of trans and non-binary oh, no. characters. So in twenty seventeen, yeah, twenty seventeen. So it's a little, little upsetting. Um, and then seven seventy-one percent of queer characters in twenty seventeen films were men. Twenty-four percent were women. So uh, gay men are still the so gay men uh, were the Majority of mainstream LGBT representation because gay men is kind of like, I, I guess, I guess, like people think it's like, I guess
0: they're kind of more of the face,
1: yeah, they're like the front, they're like more of like the face of the movement or whatnot. So,
0: which is like, remember how I was telling you about like Sylvia Rivera and um, Marsha P. Johnson and like how they wanted more suitable leaders at the front of the gay movement? Mm-hmm. That's probably why, is like. Because they saw these people being the face of the movement instead of the people who should have been the face of the movement. and that's why they're, you know, like gay men. Yeah,
1: exactly. And also like gay men are and also gay men are like majority, the like the, like the face of it and like at the front lines and like people, I guess like when it comes to writing a story, I think like gay men or like even lesbians are like the easy, the quote unquote easiest. Uh, way of writing um a queer character because it's just like oh this dude likes another dude or like this girl likes another girl like that's that's probably like the Mm -hmm. mindset that people have when writing these characters and also keep in mind that a lot of current a lot of writers in hollywood right now are most likely going to be straight cisgender people so they're not really gonna know the deep the deep thoughts that go into that you know, goes through a gay person's mind about their se- what they think about their sexuality, or like if they're into somebody or whatever. So,
0: but we'll get right. into that
1: later on. Let me just go through some more stats here.
0: I am glad there is some representation, though, because you know they deserve yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll
1: take the representation we can get. But uh, anyway, we right. want we want better representation.
0: <laughs> we want, <laughs> we more. want more.
1: So anyway, um, <laughs> and then fifty-seven. 57- so this is now we're gonna go into uh, racial diversity. 50 per- 57% of queer characters were black Latinx, or pe- or people of co- or people of color uh which is a little bit more majority than white queer characters compared to 20%.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah, compared
1: to 20% in 2016 and 25.5% in 2015. So there's a very big jump uh in between 2016 and 2017 from 20% to 57%. So that's pretty crazy. Um huh
0: i wonder how that happened
1: i don't know i guess like 2017 people started to realize wait a minute people of color
0: can also be gay what (laughs) what that's a thing
1: yeah you you know
0: i'm sorry really quick i you know that you know that scene of like when thor drinks um coffee and he's like i like this more give me more and he like throws the cup uh, on the ground that's me with like representation (laughs) Give me more.
1: No, also, no. Okay, like also, like in Continue. the Marvel fandom, there's like a there's like a lot of lesbian Marvel fans, and they like to think that Thor is their um is their like lesbian fighter, or or like he he's like he's like what? I want lesbian rights type of type of guy. <laughs>
0: I feel like he would totally be. Yeah, that, he though. he would be. Honestly,
1: he would he would have probably made gay gay marriage legal in Asgard before we they did on Earth. Let's be real. I digress. <laughs> so, anyway, back in 2017, um, 43% of queer characters were white, 28.5% were black, and 28.5% were Latinx. So no Asian representation there. That that kind of
0: sucks. Yeah, Asians can't be gay. Yeah, Asians can't be <laughs> no, Asians can't
1: be gay. Like That's like illegal in their culture or whatever. Well, you know, there's... Just like how... Just like how, you know, like in Christianity, people say being gay is a sin and yet we see a lot of Chris- christians who are gay or like they grew up christian they realized that they were gay or whatever you know so that's
0: simona being gaysian is not allowed it doesn't exist gaysians are not real
1: gaysians are a myth no that's not true
0: <laughs> gaysians are a myth
1: they're they're like the lochness <laughs>
0: next on myths and legends like the lochness
1: monster or something no <laughs> no nah, no problem
0: they're like they're like the Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Moth—they're the Mothmen of the LGBT community. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's like monster hunters like looking for the Gaysians. They're like, where are the Gaysians? <laughs> Where's the Gations in these movies? Why? Why are there no Gaysians in movies, <laughs> guys? We need more. Yeah, hopefully
1: that'll change in the future. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so this is the last thing to kind of round out the 2017 stats. So in 2017, sci fi, fantasy, and horror movies had the most inclusivity, which was six, and that accounted for six out of 47 films in that genre. And then comedies. um,
0: That doesn't sound very inclusive.
1: And then comedies. Then comedies came in second with five films, dramas with two films, and animated family films, or animated and family film, because that was just one film. All of them had some sort of inclusivity with uh, LGBT representation, so, uh, and something I want to point out with sci-fi and fantasy type of things is that, like, the way I see it is how, how, like, writers write queer characters is that they just kind of make it seem like it's part of the that world that, like, you know, it's okay to be gay in that world, which I think is-
0: There's no religious- consequence or in any way yeah there's
1: no like religious or social consequence of that which i think is really great which i I hope that we also push this forward in uh realistic fiction type of movies as well so but yes Mm -hmm. i love me some sci-fi and fantasy as well so you go sci-fi fantasy writers all right so that's it for 2017 In 2019 2020 um i don't have as many stats for like characters and such but i do but i do have some stats about like streaming sites versus broadcast
0: let's yeah, hear it so
1: um 10.2 percent of characters in primetime television identified as lgbtq plus uh and that's like 90 characters with an additional 30 characters that are recurring roles so in total that's 120 mm-hmm. characters um which see which seems like a lot of characters but in the in the larger scope of things, it's 10.2% of primetime television characters, so we still have a long way to go, but that's pretty that's pretty good, I, right. I'll say. And then on streaming site Originals, so like Netflix, Originals, Hulu, Prime, Amazon Prime, stuff like that, uh, 153 LGBT plus characters appear. And this and, and this partly, yes. and, and like people try to say like, oh, why is everybody in Netflix shows gay? Well, we need the representation and Netflix is willing to do that, so.
0: And it's like not everybody also... No, I just want to say like Netflix is doing a great job of that because like I'm just thinking about like there's just so much a mm-hmm. like representation now that I think about it like She-Ra. oh yeah, um, like Shira Dragon Prince, uh, those those two do it so well. And then um, what's like another show that has um there's um, uh, okay, there's this one show where the girl has telekinesis. Um, she likes her stranger best things? friend. I-, I forgot what the no <laughs> there's two shows with girls <laughs> with telekinesis oh oh, <laughs> oh my God, are, are you talking about
1: I'm not okay with this. oh
0: okay. yes, yes, that one, so like there's representation there, um, but yeah, I don't know. We chill well, I mean, and, in stranger you know? things,
1: she likes her best friend, but their best friend is a guy, so
0: but, but also true. in stranger things <laughs>
1: there is a little bit of representation. It doesn't come till season three, but it's there, just so you guys know. But anyway,
0: wait, really? I don't remember.
1: Well, I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's in season three.
0: Wait, no, I watched season three. But oh wait for our yeah. listeners.
1: Just go back. Just go back and watch it, or or like figure <laughs> it out. But yeah, anyway, um, Stranger Things is great. Uh, anyway, so um, in conjunction with LGBT representation, racial diversity has also increased. In broadcast and cable, so like racial diversity with um, LGBT representation, but it has decreased mm-hmm. in streaming originals. So there are there are a lot of LGBT characters, but they're mostly like white or just not people of color. But anyways, yeah. So like in Netflix shows, there are there is a lot of LGBT representation, but most of them are white or just not people of color. So as much as we love. Right. All, all the gays in the netflix shows we need some more diversity with the gays so let's work on that
0: maybe we'll finally find the gaysians on this season
1: <laughs> give us some gaysians please
0: <laughs> please gaysians can i just say really quick sorry to interrupt That's but all good. i think my my theory as to why like like there's almost no representation of transgender people and there's just like not enough there's just not enough of... There's, like, no... I've never seen a non-binary character in any show I've watched. Um, but, like... So, I think a lot of that is because... is Because, like, what you were saying earlier is nobody... there A lot of writers are just, like, white cisgender men. Uh, and they don't understand. And so they, they're too scared to write it in fear of messing up. Um, I think that's fair. I mean, you don't want to mess it up and, like, offend people... And that's why you're too scared to represent them. But I think the solution to that problem is to hire transgender people. Or, like, hire non-binary writers. Or consult with... Like, if you're writing a show about a transgender teen, uh, consult with a transgender teen. Yeah, exactly. Like, not just one, maybe, like, several. So you get an idea of what their experience is. Like, you can't just... Like, one thing that really made me upset... Is like this is like i digress seriously but this is kind of an example of what i'm talking about is like you you mentioned uh there's that one show never have i ever Mm -hmm. and you mentioned that like uh what who's the writer who read that mindy Um, kaling and yes mindy kaling she she consulted she like consulted or she was like my friend is still a teenager at heart like but she's not a teenager. You guys grew up in a completely different environment. Yeah. You have no idea what the, what the what the Indian teenage experience is like.
1: Well, I mean, when I did watch the show, like personally, I couldn't relate to it, but I can see how other Indian teens can relate to it. But like in the grand scheme of things, like the way the like high school life is depicted, like it's not really current with what's happening right now. So
0: no, yeah, the people still think. High school is like the 80s.
1: Where, like, everyone.
0: Which is. It's, it's like everyone not, cares about
1: you or whatever. It's like, no, no one gives a shit about yeah, you.
0: nobody gives a crap. Everybody just wants to take their AP classes and, you know, get first place in their clubs or whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And, you know, the, the most drama we have is, like, cheating drama. Like.
1: They cheated on a test. They, they cheated on a test or something.
0: What's, like, a typical Indian name? Um, <laughs> Raj. Ra- Raj. Raj pulled a mission impossible and snuck into the teacher's room to get the test answers or something. No,
1: actually I know I know that Hassan and Hajj said that he did that when he was in school, so
0: Oh my yeah, god so that's really? a thing. Yeah.
1: So anyways, um that's enough of my statistics there. Now we're gonna talk about um now we're gonna talk about the objective opinion on representation. So something I
0: found Wait, obje- objective opinion?
1: Okay, maybe, that, maybe that's not the word I'm looking for, but... Subjective opinion? Yeah, that's what it is. I don't know what I thought of it.
0: A... Okay, <laughs> I got really confused. I was like, y- you can't have an opinion that's, like, objective. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Maybe... I, I can't English right now. It's-, it's been a while. Anyway.
0: None of us <laughs> can. Uh, Summer is, like... Summer's been going on, technically, for, like, four months for me. Yes, so. exactly.
1: So, anyway, um, this is a opinion on representation, there are two conclusions to having LGBT representation. There is ex- So there is exposure to homosexual characters can lead to increased acceptance, or homosexual characters will serve to reaffirm negative stereotypes with stereotyped identification, which is the idea that cognitively and emotionally, Identifying with fictional characters can increase acceptance of minorities while reinforcing implicit stereotypes about how they look, act, and talk. So, which is something that is definitely prevalent with LGBT characters, you know. If you guys, like, watch shows, um, gay men are portrayed as, quote, promiscuous, flashy, flamboyant, and bold. Lesbians are kind of the opposite. Um, Bisexuals and transgender people are usually depicted as as, quote, morally corrupt or mentally unstable. Or they just, like, don't exist. What? At all. They don't exist?
0: Like, Oh my gosh, did they go to- did did they also become the Gaisians? Just like Gaisians,
1: bisexuals and transgender people don't exist as well, so there's that. (laughs) They don't
0: exist. They're a conspiracy.
1: (laughs) It's a conspiracy. You can't think of yourself as a gender that's not yours, or just, like, don't have a gender. You also can't like
0: both genders (laughs)
1: at the same time. What?
0: It's like it's like communism. It's bad.
1: <laughs> and gays were also associated with communism. Wow, this makes so much sense.
0: Full circle.
1: <laughs> and anyway, um yeah, and also with stereotypes, they tend to make light of these groups so like people don't take gays and and like people in those communities seriously. And also LGBTQ families are rarely portrayed portrayed in media because society th- because society equates sexual orientation to the ability to reproduce. And also it's rare to see Mm -hmm. a LGBTQ main character. LGBT characters are usually a stereotyped support character or they're um, like a victim or the villain in a story.
0: I think that's especially true for like, sorry to interrupt again, Um, like especially in, I think, fantasy or sci-fi stories or something like that. If you have an LGBTQ character um, in like realistic fiction... the whole, the whole premise of the book usually is, you know, exploring their sexuality. Um, But I think in sci-fi and fantasy, you know, you don't want to go through doing that. (laughs) Like, I think it's just like, they're just like, let's just have like a, you know, typical protagonist and then a side character for, you know, the rep. I feel like we should see more LGBTQ main characters, in like fantasy or sci-fi, I don't know. I feel like that's definitely where we don't see a lot of them. I feel like that's definitely where we see a lot of side characters. So I think I don't know. It'd be cool to like see to like mix it up and see more like heroes that are I don't know LGBTQ oh, yeah, for sure. and and also like people of color like POCs. Like there's always like the sidekick mm-hmm. POC, but what, like, what about the main character POC? Yeah, what's up with that like, man? How come this does what, exist? What's up with
1: that? Just like we're we're just like Asians. Like we don't have. We don't have a purpose to the story besides just being a sidekick. Like, come on, people. <sighs> anyway, LGBT... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Big size.
1: LGBT character stereotypes are not fun. Also, this is just a personal thing I've realized, but also gay subplots are usually used as a punchline.
0: Wait, what do you mean?
1: Um, I guess, like, the, like the thought of someone being gay is, like, kind of funny because... Um, this also like comes from toxic masculinity as well, where like guys or or like guys who think other guys who are like more feminine or whatever, they like to think of they, they like tell them to cross dress and like make them face humiliation. Like they call them like gay or whatever. Right. That's kind of like a that's kinda of, like funny to them somehow. When it's really yeah. not funny, but that's the thing.
0: That's something like I realize is like a lot of like cisgender white dudes even in high school they like they're like mm, that's that's gay i'm like bro it's like 2019 at the time bro it's like 2019 like you guys really think it's still funny to say like gay like i don't
1: yeah, i don't what <laughs> you, they're they're just immature i do it's, it's still so
0: it's so prevalent in our culture still and i think that's it's so outdated i, I was surprised like because i don't have a lot of cisgender straight male friends to be honest but like the fact that that's still like supposed to be like a joke or an insult or something is like kind of crazy to me to that i say
1: if you are if you are a cisgender dude out there who thinks that gay is still funny you might want to reevaluate your humor a little bit because it's not
0: you might want to read up a little bit but yeah
1: exactly but anyways that's enough about stereotypes um i also wanted to i also wanted to just like add this on but uh i found this this um Thing by I believe his name was Henry Clark or something like that. Um, but I found the Clark stages of media rep for minorities, and there's four stages: there is non-representation, huh. ridicule, regulation, and respect, which I think is very prevalent so, with like any kind of minority. Um, but with LGBT minor minorities in general, that's that seems to be very prevalent.
0: Wait, so this is like a time like this is basically the timeline of like how they treat any minority. In uh, in media, yeah,
1: non-representation that could be like, well, gay people don't exist. Ridicule using them as a punchline. Regulation taking things a little, ser- taking them a little more seriously. Respect ha- having gay characters in the story without w- any ridicule or any like stereotypes or whatever. So we're almost, we're almost to regulation and respect. Or well, regulation, we're still in that stage.
0: I think. I think this is like a really nice model because I think it shows what happened with black representation as well. Like definitely there was like non-representation and then definitely ridicule. I think we're maybe between regulation and respect right now. But yeah. I think
1: right now when it comes to any minority, we're just like regulation, respect. We're kind of past ridicule. Some parts we're not, but we're kind of past it. All right. All right. Now the biggest part of the segment. We're going to talk about queer baiting. And why it's oh, bad. No. Because people don't understand why it's bad. Or what, or they don't know what yeah. queerbaiting is, which I will explain to you right now.
0: Please spill all so, the queerbaiting tea. queerbaiting
1: is a marketing technique for fiction and entertainment in which creators hint at. They hint at, but they don't actually depict same-sex romance or any other LGBTQ representation. And I, now I'll give you some examples of... So I, I don't have many... I only have like three examples, but I think these are like very prevalent... And they like basically sum up why it's bad. So personally, I haven't seen Riverdale. I've only seen the first episode. But in the first episode, like there was already something that I felt very uncomfortable with, um, in terms of like how it was queer baiting. And it's the characters Betty and Veronica. They I, they tried out for the cheerleading squad, and then at the end of their tryout, they like made out for a little bit. They kissed, and it was purely for shock factor. It wasn't to. It was just there to like shock the audience and the other characters in the show and like I've also heard rumors that like Mm -hmm. Betty and Veronica could be what like were hinted to be like more than friends at some point but in the first episode alone like if it like if they just kissed for shock factor that's already a huge red flag so there's that Mm -hmm. Uh, also Riverdale is full of red flags so not surprised, but anyway, um, sorry to anyone who likes Riverdale.
0: Once again, uh, a high school drama that I just can't like. I just can't do high school dramas. I can't because they're so dumb. Yeah, same. <laughs> I can't
1: sit. I can't sit through more than one episode of Riverdale. And now, and now, the next mm-hmm. example, which I found like personally, I've watched Voltron up to like season two, after that I kind of lost interest.
0: I watched Voltron. I watched Voltron up to like season six, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs>
1: Sorry, sorry, Dreamers. I I quit.
0: It should have ended at season two. Yeah, I quit
1: that series a long time ago. But this uh, queer baiting thing in Voltron—I've seen a lot of it because I know a lot of people who watch Voltron and they love it. And then when this happened, they like hated it and like (laughs) went on like a rampage with the creators. So uh, this example I got from newnownext.com, and they kind of explained what the what the problem was. So from the season premiere. I believe this was season seven or season six.
0: It was, it was after I stopped watching. It's probably season so. Seven.
1: so from the season premiere, we learned that Shiro uh, left his fiance, Adam, uh, by the way. And by the way, Shiro was revealed to be gay with a, who had a boyfriend named Adam uh, on earth before
0: it- in season, like, seven, just so you know, like, the series is almost done. There's only, like, one more season after this. So, yeah.
1: um, Adam on Earth before taking off into space with the other Voltron paladins. Through a series of flashbacks, viewers are given only one scene in which the two are together, despite illusions within the episode that they have been a couple for some time. Though Adam and Shiro were both members of the galaxy garrison, the military-like force that protects Earth, the two argue, in parentheses, and break up, and break up, over Shiro's decision to go on one final mission into space. The only other epi- the only other scene that Adam appears in during the show's entirety, which comes later in season 7, is of him dying in the line of duty when the Earth is attacked before Shiro and the Voltron Paladins can return to Earth. There is no scene in which either character explicitly comes out, nor does either man engage in affection or action that will help that will help viewers understand the context of their relationship. So basically they just showed, wait. hey, Shiro's gay. Look, he had a boyfriend. Oh wait, said boyfriend but, like, actually died, and we never get any other screen time with both of them.
0: Wait, so basically they're saying like so outside of the show, they like they're basically like, hey, he's gay. But in the show they never explicitly state that. They just show him with like his alleged boyfriend. Fiancé. Or
1: actually fiance
0: alleged fiancé yeah
1: like so there was never any real there's no there's no like concrete details to like say that they were a thing it was just like oh he was with this dude and we're telling you that they were together and then like at the end of the series um Hmm. i think shiro gets married to this other guy that we have never seen before and like that also pissed fans off because they're like what the hell like shiro got married to this dude we don't know about and you're not going to give us any information about this guy like
0: like obviously it was so like poorly planned last minute i they probably just added it in really quick uh because they're you know they're probably getting pressure from the fans because of like there was like this huge ship between two characters going on it was like a gay ship and so they probably were like oh my gosh we'll give them what they want but not really and so
1: yeah also you know, like i
0: that's my that's my theory yeah,
1: also like, i just love shiro shiro is one of my favorite characters and just to see him get done so dirty like that, like, it, it was cool that he was gay, but the fact that you didn't give him, like, a solid gay storyline or, like, a solid relationship for us to root for, that's where the baiting comes in. Like, you just, you it's just, like, you're dangling it in front of the audience and then you just, like, throw it out, throw it out. After they, like, have some sort of interest. It's like,
0: it's like, I don't know. It's like, hey, look, representation, and, and, but they're really, it's, <laughs> there's no, it's not, it's, it's, like looking on, like, uh, eBay, and it's like a full, like a, I don't know, something really awesome, and then you get it, and it's like, it's like a grain of rice <laughs> in a box.
1: Yeah, exactly. So anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah so anyway, v-
1: uh, well, Voltron had a lot of other issues, but that was... The biggest one that I saw personally, people were complaining about. Alright, the next example um, is another example of like, oh, we're gonna say this, but we're not gonna show it, and that was in Harry Potter, uh, with J.K. Rowling, which you, I'm sure a lot of you are kind of sick of, like hearing about her. But this is a thing. I'm sorry. Um,
0: yeah, if you don't know about like J.K. Rowling controversy, just look her up. Look around. Yeah, up. just like- look
1: up all the stuff that she said. It's not good.
0: yeah she's like she's like kind of anti anti like gender identity and stuff like that and yeah yeah. i don't know it's yeah but also um (laughs) kind of disappointing yeah it
1: is very disappointing so i'm very sorry to any harry potter fans who are lgbt and they feel betrayed by jk rowling i'm very sorry to you i'm not her but like i just want to say that so um she previously claimed that dumbledore was apparently in a sexual relationship with his friend turned enemy grindelwald but there is no evidence in the books to back that up so it's kind of like she's just like talking out of her own butt uh, talking out of her own ass to kind of like put that on there
0: basically like yeah dumbledore's gay but we're not going to show you anything in the books or the movies
1: yeah it's, it's kind of like an after the fact like oh by the way he's actually gay and since
0: i'm it's a la- it really is a last-ditch marketing yeah like technique. since
1: i'm the since i'm the author i'm just gonna add this thing in and that that's that and i'm just like no no jk that's not how you do it
0: you know what else i'm gonna add in um harry potter was actually geish <laughs> that would have been the I'm last straw like
1: listen listen jk i
0: would have been like i'm burning these you books you what now. jk
1: screw you and your books i never read them anyway but anyway. Oh, did you really I only not? read the first book. But I've seen all the...
0: Oh, no, I've so seen all the honest. movies,
1: though. And the movies were pretty good, but the book...
0: It's not the same.
1: <laughs> okay, but the movies are better than the books, though, I'm just gonna say. I I never read the books, but okay. <laughs> the movies are better.
0: For shame. I'm just kidding. It's fine. It's not okay. that deep. Percy Jackson was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, Percy later. Jackson
1: was my life. Percy Jackson was my book series of choice, so... And by by the way, by the way, read all of Rick Riordan's books because he actually does LGBT representation really well. So really, yeah, Magnus Chase. That's Magnus super cool. Chase. He's got not only LGBT characters, but there's a side character who is a hijabi and she kicks ass, and I love her.
0: I'm that's so exciting. I'm glad it's like the first hijabi in of like a fantasy novel that I've like heard yes. of. Yes. So
1: go, so go read Magnus Chase because it's great. All right, and now the last thing. Um, this isn't really queer baiting, but I thought it would be good to bring it bring it up. And that is Legend of Korra. Um Korasami was heavily implied at the end and it wasn't confirmed until after the series ended or and also in the following graphic novels. Um it wasn't it wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. queer baiting because it was like at the end of the series, they just kind of put that in there um because if it was queer baiting then it would have continued with like you know dangling korasami in front of you and then just like saying oh nope they're not a thing but they are a thing so that's cool um i it just wasn't this it just wasn't executed the way that fans wanted it to like it was like it was cool that they had it yeah. in there It just like it could have been done better
0: oh go ahead uh, i was just
1: gonna say like not that i don't love korasami i think it's i think they're adorable i just hope i just wish they got more screen screen time with them together
0: There was, like, really subtle buildup throughout that entire season. Yeah, Um, it was
1: super subtle.
0: Yeah, like, it was more, like, it just felt like they were just becoming closer as friends. Not really, like, um, but then it was just, like, bam, relationship. And I was, like, this is nice, but I wasn't expecting this. But you're, like,
1: oh, oh, that's cool, but also what?
0: But really, they are. They're the best girls. I love them. I really
1: hope, I really hope, like, Oh, wait no there's a graphic novel I should
0: probably read the graphic novel I was gonna
1: say like, they should make another season but no I'll just read the graphic novel
0: they have several graphic novels actually yeah, and
1: also um if you guys want some more avatar queer representation uh, there's a book there's a book out uh, that was co-written by one of the one of the creators and it's about Avatar kiyoshi and apparently she was bisexual so that's pretty cool. <gasps> Oh
0: my gosh, I want this book. <laughs> I want it so much. No, I, I actually
1: I actually bought the book on Impulse when I heard about that. So if you want, yeah, so if you really? want to borrow it, um, I would love to give
0: the bisexual part's cool, but just like Avatar Kiyoshi in general was like so cool. Like she was so awesome. Like it
1: was like great enough that Kiyoshi was like this badass, kick-ass avatar woman. And then on top of that, she had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I'm just gonna put that out there i love that now we have to talk about other bad things which is why is queer bathing harmful uh and most of these points i got from a opinion column on thoughtcatalog.com so if these so if these points Mm -hmm. sound a little too like opinionated then that's why um these are not my opinions i i do like agree with them but they're not totally my opinions because right. I think the author goes into supernatural. So that, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't know anything about supernatural. So some of the points. So the first point is it mocks sexuality, particularly bisexuality and homosexuality, um, mm-hmm. because 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 it just kind of like makes a mockery of people who are in, in that community. You know, they're just like, oh, here's here's like a dude who likes another dude. Psych. They don't like each other suck suck on that LGBT community like that's kind of like what they're trying to do um and then an- the next point the next point uh it enables teasing so like they kind of like tease it and then it just doesn't follow through
0: okay i actually haven't finished she rob but based on like spoilers i, I assume that Katra and adora like get together or something
1: i will neither conform nor deny those spoilers
0: <laughs> okay because like <laughs> I, I, I'm going to assume that happens because at first I thought it was like some serious clear baiting going on because um, there was so much like romantic tension between both of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, like from the beginning, like I kind of like, like I thought the relationship between Katra and Adora was really interesting and like really and like and like really complex. So like in general, I just really loved like the writing between of, of their relationship like that way but like like you said mm-hmm. like there is some like romantic ten- tension going into like the last few episodes or last few seasons
0: and i think it's from the beginning like i felt it from the beginning i was like oh
1: i mean at first at first i kind of got like the like the enemies to lovers kind of vibe from the beginning cuz like they were friends and then they were enemies and then like other stuff happens that i won't spoil
0: and then they were roommates <laughs> they were roommates. <laughs> they
1: were well they actually were roommates if you think about it
0: Oh, yeah, they were.
1: <laughs> or they shared the same bunk or something. I don't know. But yeah, um, uh, uh, to add on to, my, to the teasing point from ThoughtCatalog.com, uh, the uh, the writer states that TV shows start to matter when you realize how invested your viewers are, and they're made in such a way to make the viewers mm-hmm. care. So like, if you tease the relationship and you make your uh, viewers invested, and then you just like take that away from them, that's not cool, man. Don't do that. And then the next the next point I want to make is it hinders any progress made in the name of equal rights for uh, LGBT people cuz like they cuz like these people and the like these people aren't treated seriously and they they will never feel stri- they'll never feel equal uh if you just like keep yeah. this like baiting thing going on. Also straight people would feel mocked if that happened to them too. Like imagine imagine if you were straight like like straight couples are treated in tv like gay like like queer what am i trying to say implied um gay relationships are like straight people would be like hey what the hell what's what's up with that
0: that's a that's a good point oh
1: if it happened to you you would feel the same way so you shouldn't do that to minorities who want that kind of who want that same representation uh, right. and also and also it could be viewed as exploitative. And this is a speculation from the uh, from the writer about Supernatural. They they said that the producers of Supernatural wanted to quote gain support of the LGBTQ community and, prov- and profit off of their viewership. Cuz if I'm not mistaken in Supernatural there's like the super big ship um, between two male characters. And that basically,
0: yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're yeah, talking and they, about. Yeah, they
1: they're like basically the backbone of the fandom, and the fandom is like,
0: you better get them together, or we're gonna cancel your show.
1: And like, and like basically their <laughs> producer,
0: basically Steven Universe. Yeah, fans. that too.
1: Um, but the, 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 but the difference between Steven Universe and Supernatural is that Steven Universe is actually written by a queer person, and Supernatural is not. So with Supernatural, it's it's it can be seen as very exploitative. But like uh, un- the last point I will make is that some shows will choose still choose to remain in the middle by just hinting at queerness rather than totally embracing it because they don't want to alienate their main audience. And so via queer baiting, writers and creators are able to appeal to the LGBTQ market while avoiding any backlash from homophobic from homophobic people.
0: Honestly, kid shows are being the most um. Progressive about it, which is or, or decisive about it, and, and I think that's super cool. Like especially on Netflix, mm-hmm. Netflix shows in general, which is super nice.
1: What and I, I also think it's really interesting that like kids shows are being more progressive, so like kids can grow up and you know realize that being gay is not bad or being gay isn't wrong. But like we still
0: that's still so But important. yeah, but we still have
1: a long way to go with adult shows and young adult shows and stuff like that. So
0: oh, I was just gonna put it out there like if you do want representation as well um there's this really cool instagram uh page account it's called like bloblin and friends bobblin and friends Friends. uh bobblin and friends and they're they're just these like little mini comics of these lgbtq uh people uh just like living their everyday lives and like you know having crushes and stuff they're like the cutest comics ever and if you just need to pick me up those comics are really nice so if you're looking for a little bit of rep there those are cute and like even if you're you know not lgbt it's pretty cool too like i don't know i like it so
1: (laughs) it's just cute all right um and so to kind of round off the segment which went a lot which went on a lot longer than i thought it would um i'm just gonna leave you guys with some show recommendations that i found online uh, some of them I've seen personally, some of them I haven't. But there's there, there are some shows with some good LGBT rep. There's The 100, Orange is the New Black, Jane the Virgin, Grey's Anatomy, Game of Thrones, The Handmaid's Tale, Orphan Black, Pretty Little Liars. And recently, um, Hulu put out a show called Love Victor, which is based off of Love, Simon. And personally, I have seen that show Ooh. and I really like it. So if you guys want to check, so if you guys want some good, wholesome Teen LGBT representation be sure to watch that show and um if you're not really if you're not really into live action shows here are some cartoons or quote-unquote kid shows that Yasmine
0: refers to to them as kids shows, kids shows are actually like a lot of them have very adult emotions and themes and that's why I like watching them also because like for me live action just like it doesn't I, I don't know I just it doesn't appeal to me as much as animation does mostly because like uh, special effects just like are just weird to me unless it's like Marvel which is like pretty cool but yeah okay sorry continue
1: also you're like kind of a digital artist so you're just like all about
0: the art oh yeah I'm really into you're animation art. and art so <laughs> so yeah. if you
1: guys want some good cartoon shows um obviously Shiro which we've talked about a lot um, today definitely watch it um, it is a really good it's a really good fantasy. It's a really good fantasy show with a lot of positive LGBT representation. Um, then there's also Steven Universe, which I'm sure many of you guys know is like full chock full of gay characters. So go crazy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Adventure Time, um, there's also some rep- representation there. And also Adventure Time is just a really cute show in general. So please watch it. And uh, the last one I I just found online. So I I don't really know about this one, but it's The Loud House on, on Nickelodeon. I know my brother watches The Loud mm-hmm. House, but, like, I don't remember seeing any queer characters in there, so... But apparently, they're there, so that's a thing.
0: With that, I I'm w- done. That's the tea. I watched, like, five episodes of Pretty Little Liars. Um, I didn't like it. <laughs> it was so cheesy. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I, I hate teen dramas. Like, they're just so bad.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, with Pretty Little Liars, like, it is, you know...
0: I mean, but there is, yeah. One of the main characters, like one of the four main characters, she's like dealing, she's dealing with a lot of, um, like feelings with being like gay, and I think that's really interesting and it's important to if, if you're into that, if you're into the teen dramas that I hate, no, no judgment on you. Like that, if that's your thing, cool. Uh, yeah, I guess Pretty Little Liars is okay for that. Um, also, like Pretty Little Liars was made. Of- Oh, sorry. Pretty Little Liars was made quite a while ago, uh, so pretty progressive on- for them, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, and also, like, the actress who plays that character, I forgot the character's name, but um, Shay Mitchell, she's, like, kind of... T-
0: the character's name is Maya, I think. Might Maya. be wrong. I don't, I don't think it's Maya.
1: It's, like... Hold on, I need to... A... <laughs> okay, now I need to find out what it is.
0: The character's name is Maya, I think. She's, like... An athlete. She's, like, the athletic one. Yeah, she
1: is, but, like, her name, I don't think her name is Maya. Um, Yeah, Shay, Mi- Shay like, Mitchell's, pretty sure Shay Mitchell's the actress. Emily. That's her name. Emily.
0: No, okay, Maya is one of the villains. Or she's, like, a weird side character that's, like, kind of a villain, but not really. There's
1: definitely a character named Maya. Okay. But anyway, I don't... Um, Yeah. So, like Shay Mitchell has, like, talked about Emily's, like, struggles with, like, being gay and like i think like in the first season she had a boyfriend before she broke up with him and then like whatever yeah yeah so, yeah so like i do think like there is like some good there there is like some good um representation of like someone going through like basically like a identity crisis but when it comes to like 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 who do i like do i like girls do i like guys like what's going on
0: yeah no there's definitely a lot of and that. also
1: like pretty little wire is just an entertaining show in general to watch cheesy drama and stuff, so go crazy with that.
0: I hate cheesy drama.
1: <laughs> Maybe you should give it a chance.
0: I like period dramas. I watched like I'm on like season two of Peaky Blinders and I think like, that's pretty good.
1: You like you like historical stuff?
0: Yeah, I like period dramas. Like I think they're so interesting. Especially like 1920s stuff. Yes.
1: The nineteen twenties with the flapper girls and everything else. <laughs> that's my 1920s voice that's not that good anyway is that it for the episode
0: (laughs) Uh, that's it for the episode um make sure to uh make sure to like comment subscribe do all that fun stuff wait you can't like podcasts sorry i'm in youtube mode Uh, (laughs) um make sure to comment and subscribe share with your friends if you like this um and uh you can contact us uh for any, like, corrections, suggestions, questions at uh, at gmail.com, or you can find us on Instagram or Twitter. Um, so, yeah, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode, which hopefully will be, I guess, unfortunately, will be about modern genocides, Unfortunately, so it's going to be heavy, but it needs to be talked about, so, yeah.
1: We'll see you later, guys. Bye!